1: accountability? Are we about to get some in regards to the illegal asylum crisis that's on our southern border? It turns out if you use taxpayer money to pay for your private security as a sitting member of Congress, it's a bad thing. It also turns out that if you've got dual loyalties, it's not a good thing to be a sitting member of Congress or a member of the squad. I'm Andrew Coppins, and this means it's a WTF Wednesday right here on Critical Thinking. Yes, folks, it is the middle of the week, and that means WTF Wednesday coming your way, talking about the squad, and it's horrible, no good, very bad week um, that has come about. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Apparently in London, um, yeah, singing gospel songs outside, not a thing, allegedly. We'll talk about that. And, of course, Karine Jean-Pierre. But before we get into... That or accountability with the southern border and the illegal asylum crisis, because that's exactly what's going on. Again, if you didn't see Monday's show, please go back to it because that's the real term, and we must speak real terms to our members of Congress, to our senators, to the president of the United States, to our media. We have to speak real terms to them. It's not illegal immigration. It's not migration. It's not anything other than illegal asylum seeking. That's what's going on. People are showing up at the border, they get caught and they immediately seek asylum, except for they're not showing up at the ports of entry and doing it in a legal fashion. They just know if you claim asylum, we're just gonna let you in. And unfortunately, that's the reality going on. But before we get into all of that, Go ahead and make sure you're following me on social media, on X, Facebook, whatever, at The Coppins Show. Again, you can watch the show on X or on the Rumble channel, rumble.com backslash critical thinking every single Monday through Friday. As always, you can download, rate, review, subscribe, follow, whatever on your favorite podcasting platform. And I thank you to each and every single one of you that do download that do rate, that do review. And if you haven't given us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, please do so. So I would love to see it. I know the majority of you, because I see the stats, watch or listen, especially listen, via Apple Podcasts. So give us that rating, give us that review. I might just read it on air, whether it's positive, whether it's negative. My f- absolute favorite review was a one star review calling me a right wing butt comma head. Not a butt head, B-U-T-T head. But a butt head. B U T. If you're going to insult me, at least spell check. Just just saying I whatever you water off a duck's back, but the only thing that's going to get me riled up about that is your inability to properly insult me. So just saying. That all aside, folks, accountability. I I brought it up at the very top of the show. And we're allegedly getting some of that because we got news that um, Homeland, uh, the Department of Homeland... Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is being brought up on impeachment charges not one impeachment charge but two impeachment charges after a marathon vote 18 to 15 along party lines in committee for 15 hours yesterday 1 a.m. Eastern so midnight when most of us if not all of us had already been asleep, they were still debating and and then finally passing these impeachment charges on an 1815 party line vote. The two charges are these. Number one, willfully and systematically refusing to comply with federal immigration law. And then secondly, a breach of the public trust by making false statements, knowingly obstructing lawful oversight of the Department of Homeland Security and making false statements to Congress. Now, the second charge, let's deal with that one first. This is over the insane fights that have gone on between Alejandro Mayorkas and members of the Homeland um, Committee, okay? There have been many back and forth, many machinations of this. It basically comes down to, He doesn't tell them the truth. He literally believes that they're doing everything right at the southern border, following the law, this, that, and everything else in between, when that doesn't seem to match reality. That all having been said, there are questions that need to be answered because accountability matters here. This is, in my view, the first step towards some sort of accountability for the lack of actual enforcement of real immigration laws. And again, I want to be abundantly clear because on Monday I talked about this concept and I brought it up at the top of the show about illegal asylum seekers. That's what we're dealing with. We're not dealing with illegal aliens, we're not dealing with illegal immigrants. They're not immigrating into this country. They're seeking asylum in this country, meaning they're attempting to tell us that that we should take them in as refugees. In other words, take these people in from war-torn countries and they're being persecuted politically or this, that, or everything else under the sun. But they're doing it not through legal means. There is a legal Asylum process, even if you wanted to say, I got from sub-Saharan Africa to Ecuador and then traveled up through Mexico and everything else, right? And landed at the southern border. As long as you went to a legal port of entry and made your asylum claim at that legal port of entry, you have followed the legal process, yet We're not allowing for that to take place here. We're just saying, and by we, I mean our federal government, just simply saying, yeah, come on in, claim your asylum, and we'll adjudicate it at a later date, no matter where you come from and no matter how you do it. The process and the law actually matters here, and getting some accountability matters here. But I have some questions. First of all, will this or these charges, I should say, will they amount to anything other than a show trial in the Senate? Probably not, right? Because the Senate is controlled by Democrats and the democrat light versions of the majority of the GOP in the Senate. Secondly, will this even get to the Senate? I don't know. I will say this, though, we saw, I believe, 12 Democrats buck their party when it came to immigration in Congress, in the House of Representatives, on an immigration issue just this week. 12 Democrats voted with Republicans on an issue related to immigration. So that's some accountability. So I have a feeling regardless of the slim majority that exists within the um, within the, the Republican side of the House of Representatives, I fervently believe you're going to see this likely pass, at least one, if not both of these charges, pass, and then that means a trial in the Senate, in which case, okay, it might die. But at least you are forcing the hand of the Democrats politically and you're forcing the hand of Alejandro Mayorkas. Now, this is somewhat unprecedented because this is the first time a sitting member of the cabinet has been impeached or charges of impeachment being brought up since 1876. That's right. Reconstruction, folks. 1876. 1876. So this is for basically every single human being that is alive because uh, there's nobody who was born in 1876 who's still alive. This is a first for all of us here in America. And that's how serious the issue of illegal asylum is on our southern border. And we brought this up on Monday. And if, you again, you did not watch Monday's program please do so. Go to rumble.com backslash critical thinking and find Monday's program. It's all about the border crisis, finding out the, how this is happening and it will blow your mind. Just, just throwing that out there. So will it end up with Mayorkas being removed from office? I don't know, but our, the Democrats, and more importantly, is the Biden administration willing to go to the mat for Alejandro Mayorkas and tell us what, signal to us what about the southern border? See, that's really the issue at hand here, is what's going on at the southern border. And it's why Mayorkas is being impeached, because he's refusing to actually enforce real immigration law, just simply flat out refusing to do so. He is giving orders to Customs and Border Patrol. He is giving orders to ICE and all sorts of other places to not follow immigration law. That's your job, dude. It is literally your job is to make sure that Our current laws are being enforced. But that's not what's going on. So you're forcing the Dems' hands. You're forcing the hand of the Biden administration to, on the one hand, as Biden screams, give me the money, give me the money for more border patrol. They're already not doing their job because you won't let them. They want to do their job, but you won't let them vis-a-vis Alejandro Mayorkas' in your orders to them. So on the one hand, you're screaming about that, but on the other hand, you're going to say that Alejandro Mayorkas needs to keep his job? So accountability in this matter is this. We are beginning to bring to light to the vast majority of, of people probably for the first time what's really going on. You're forcing media to cover this issue, unlike what it hasn't been doing, or if it has been putting some sort of positive spin on this. You're you're forcing everybody's hand. So either they go to the mat for my orcus and we know where we stand in a politically charged year or Mayorkas is removed one way or the other, either resigns, either is forced out by the Biden administration or is actually convicted in the Senate. Do I think that that is likely? Probably not because the Senate is as partisan as they come right now, despite The other piece of the puzzle going on with immigration, which is the still secret bill that is still being, quote unquote, negotiated in the Senate to tie border security and foreign aid, as they like to put it, a.k.a. Ukrainian aid money. Oh, and by the way, just so you're aware on this one, since it's a WTF Wednesday, I haven't queued this one up. But multiple oligarchs are being charged with embezzling 40 million of our dollars. 40 million dollars. Earmarked for their national defense. I mean, who, who could have seen that coming? But the Senate wants to tie more money to go to that country to any sort of more border security emphasis. Now, this is all alleged because we don't even know what the text of this thing looks like. And that's the problem for me. This is all alleged. This is all anonymous sources. This is all... Behind closed door negotiations, people from both sides of the aisle haranguing it and talking about it, right? All the talking heads, the pundits, the podcasters, not not me because I'm not doing this, but all the other ones that you're listening to, right, talking about this bill, have no clue what they're talking about. How do I know that? Because I'm pretty sure if there was a text of a bill, you and I would be reading it on air right now. There is no bill. There's an alleged bipartisan negotiation to put a text of a bill together. Where is it? It doesn't actually exist yet. So, what the hell are we talking about? We're talking about all these hypothetical situations until we see the bill. Donald Trump, this is awful. How how do you know that? How? How does anybody know it? Now, I can tell you based off of the rumors, the innuendo, the suggestions that this is going to be foreign aid plus border security, not good. We shouldn't be tying any sort of money to Ukraine, to border security, if that's what this bill is going to do. But again, we don't know yet. Does this mean that this is a good bill? No, of course not. But it does mean that until we know what the hell is actually in the bill, what are we doing? We're spending precious time haranguing and you know p- partisan bickering about something that may or may not even come to light, that may or may not even exist, that may or may not even have anything in it. We're talking about rumors, insider information. How often is that wrong in Washington, D.C.? A lot. Yet here we are. All of your podcasts, all of the punditry on Fox News, all of the questions to Donald Trump and everything in between. The Senate border security bill, the Senate border security bill. What bill? Bring it to light, and let's have that discussion. Let's have a discussion based off of the merits of what is actually in this thing. We have no idea. Now, what we do know is that tying Ukraine and the border together is a non-starter in the House of Representatives, which is important to know if you want this bill to work together across and and, and pass both the House and the Senate. It is an important piece of the puzzle. It is important to signal, hey, by the way, if you do this, it's not going through on our side. So why even bring it up? Also, why politically? I don't understand this from the GOP side of things. Even, not even... Knowing not you know not even I should say, but even knowing nothing about the actual context or in text of the bill, why are you doing this in a year in which we've got a presidential election coming up. Why are you not allowing Donald Trump the oxygen? To talk about this issue, to bring about his idea as to what he would like to be done through Congress and Senate, if he were to be elected, instead you're going to hamstring him with whatever you conjure up? Why would you do that? More importantly, this is such a political win for you to not do something about and use it as the cudgel to your political opponents saying, we already have all of the immigration laws you need and mechanisms you need to deal with what's going on. Deal with it first. And then let's take a look at actual immigration reform, actual asylum reform, because the processes are irrevocably broken that's all we're interested in talking about in doing is coming up with real plans and concrete changes to better our system instead we're talking about handing a negotiated bipartisan deal that hands more money to people who are literally embezzling it by the tens of of millions of dollars? Leave aside the substance of whether the bill gives you some win. From just a political standpoint, why would you be doing this? From a purely, I want to be strategic and win. Oh, there's the answer. They're not interested in winning. That's what it is. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so all of that out of the way, folks, do not forget, it is a WTF Wednesday. Before we get into it, go and visit our friends over at coffeebrandcoffee.com. That's right where they care about coffee, roasting it in small batches and delivering flavorful coffee directly to you, regardless of your politics, their politics, anybody's politics. It's a novel concept for a business these days where they care about their product more than making some sort of political statement with it. So if you like supporting businesses that won't insult you at a bare minimum, go to our friends at coffeebrandcoffee.com, enter the promo code CRITICALTHINKER at checkout for 10% off of your purchase today. Great coffee, tea, hot cocoa, some other accoutrement mixed in there. But go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, enter the promo code CRITICALTHINKER at checkout. Again, that's CRITICALTHINKER at checkout for 10% off of your purchase today over at coffeebrandcoffee.com. All right. That being said, it is time for WTF Wednesday. All right. So up first on WTF Wednesday, um... Apparently, it's bad to allegedly, because everybody deserves a fair hearing, allegedly misusing taxpayer money for private security while wanting to defund the police and ban weaponry and your ability to defend yourself from Cory Bush member of the squad who said this all the way back in 2021.
3: You can't get that off. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend $10, $10, $10 more on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets.
1: because. So your life matters more than the lives of the people in the inner City in St. Louis, which you represent, right?
3: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.
1: Your ability to defend against harassment, threats of loss of life, your ability to do that is okay. And oh, by the way, our taxpayer money is allegedly funding that private security, which is illegal. Absolutely by letter of the law, 100% squeaky clean illegal. Like there's no ambiguity around that. The use of taxpayer funds for private security is illegal. Now, again, that's all being alleged. But she gets it. Y'all don't get it. And we're going to take the funding away from the people who should, and I'm not saying that they're perfect in any way, shape, or form, but should be the ones helping to protect against loss of life and rounding up criminals. We're going to take the money away from that so that you don't have the ability to do what I do. It's insane. Now, speaking of also insane, also insane is a member of, wait for it, the squad. Ikhlan Omar. Who says she loves her brothers <clears throat> pun intended <laughs> and sisters from Somalia, which is fine, except for she's pledging allegiance to Somalia. Uh, I'm not kidding. We're we're gonna watch, and I'm also going to translate for you.
3: Anaga and Somalia There is a friction friction
1: and that led us to kill each other. In reality, reality, we are an organized society, brothers and sisters. People of the same blood
3: People who know they are Somalians first Muslims Somalia.
1: <laughs> who protect one another
3: <laughs> Come to one another's aid, And to the aid of Allah A
1: couple of days ago We heard some people Who call themselves Somalians Somalian land
3: <laughs> Who claim to be Somalians
1: <laughs> Have signed a memo of Understanding
3: <laughs> Agreement Agreement <laughs>
1: And then she laughs about her Somali grasp of the Somali language. <laughs>
3: and have personally called me to encourage me to speak to the U.S. government to the memo of understanding to
1: help Somalia. So, folks, we're, we're just going to go there now. So, what she's saying there is that she is a Somali first. She is a Muslim second. And then doesn't even bother to say that she's an American third. Why does this matter? We've heard the right call for her visa or her status as an immigrant to be revoked. We've heard calls to deport her. We've heard calls of removal of office. It matters because We literally have rules and laws against not dual citizenship, but dual loyalties. You cannot be a member of Congress and have dual loyalty. And we're not talking about, you know, waving an Irish flag on St. Patrick's Day or eating haggis to represent Scotland or... Sunday dinner for the Italian family, right? The Italian-American family. That's not what we're talking about. What we would be talking about is if you were um, a member of Congress and you were doing the bidding of the, I don't know, let's say IRA. Now, that'd be illegal for a multitude of reasons, but you were doing the bidding of Sinn Féin, let's say, the Irish political um, and IRA-tied um, political party, if you will. Okay, You're doing the bidding of the Irish government or people within the Irish government while here as a member of Congress supposedly representing the American citizenry. That's what we're talking about. And that's what Ilan Omar just told you she was doing. Is that she was using not from a perspective of understanding Somali politics or something, but literally advocating on behalf of a subgroup of Somalis. Not just advocating, but literally doing the actual work representing Somalis and their interests. It is one thing to say, well, I'm in a majority Somali-American immigrant community, which she represents that there's no question about. There's a difference between understanding that and representing their interests here, representing the assimilation and their needs here in America. She's more interested in what's going on over there in Somalia. Now, there's allegedly some stuff where they're giving land to Ethiopia, I believe, or leasing it, like literal land, to Ethiopia. I don't know all the details. doesn't really matter. She should be deported. What the fire truck are you doing? You, this has always been part and parcel of the issue with her Whom is she actually representing here? Turns out she's actually pulling off dual representation. No, go go away. You should be removed from office. Now, we have the ability to do that, by the way, as citizens. It's called an election. Every two years. I would suggest that's a really good opportunity To remove her from office. Here's the rub, though. She's representing the interests of people who, by and large, don't actually want assimilation into American life and American culture in America. And we're going to talk about assimilation because I think this is such an interesting topic that I think the right, by and large, doesn't get right. But we're going to talk about that in a future uh, episode here of Critical Thinking. But that notwithstanding, Ilan Omar pledging allegiance to Somalia first, Muslim religion second. You know, we, we talk about this, and, and one of the, the tropes, one of the concerns around a Catholic presidency dual loyalty. How can you be loyal to America and, and the Pope? Does the Pope take precedent and your religion take precedence over doing what America wants done, right? That, that's been, that was the trope around Kennedy. It was some of the talk around Joe Biden and other Catholics who have run for uh, the presidency in the past. It's insane. The Pope is part and parcel of being a Catholic, but that doesn't, preclude you I it's insane that charge but again the nowhere in, in in that talk does she say that she represents America maybe her religion and then Somalia and their interests here in America she is talking about things going on there full stop get out of office we can either vote you out you can leave you can be tossed out of office, and more importantly, we can deport your ass. It's that simple. And normally I'm hesitant to go down the regular right-wing talking points that you hear everywhere, but in this case, this is absolutely true. There's no spinning this as... Oh, I'm talking about representing their interests here in America. No, you actually are not. You are literally saying I'm getting, I'm getting information from over there, and they're attempting to use me as a conduit. A conduit. Excuse me, not conduit, which is going to be hilarious coming up in a moment. Now, all of that aside, Elon Omar is an awful human being. Let's be real on that. But even awful human beings deserve the right to have a full hearing of what they said. There's no misinterpreting or misrepresenting of what was said there, which is what she claims. There is none. She is claiming dual loyalty. That is a reality. There's no interpretation other than that. It doesn't exist. It can't. There's no ambiguity, no missing context there's no context in which you say that if you don't have dual loyalties now from that foreign insanity to this insanity coming out of Oxford Street in London
3: uh, religion you're allowed to do anywhere no miss you're not allowed you are, to sing to Church songs outside of church grounds, by the way. You're not allowed to sing church songs outside of... Outside of, of sir, or church uh, songs or sir, church you're not allowed to, That's to fine, that's you're not you allowed. allowed. She just said you're not allowed to sing church songs outside of church. Our church of, outside of church grounds unless you have... Uh, unless that's you're a load of authorised rubbish. by the church you're to do this kind of
2: song. Anymore, are you saying that time you time for don't for care time. about the Human Rights Act, you're lost?
1: Hmm. Ah! Now, let's put aside that disgusting whatever the hell that was at the end here, very clearly, that's disgusting. So I thought to myself, well, let's go ahead and take a look at the laws because British laws around freedom of speech are very different than here in America. Um, What we need to know is busking, which is basically like street performers. It's a term over there, and it's technically a term here too, but we don't use it. We call it street performers. would be busking is illegal in certain areas in London which is like on high streets and in like high traffic public places, basically street performances for money, voluntary street performances for money without like a license or something of that nature is illegal. That is true, but that's not what was actually going on here. What was going on is this individual set up a keyboard in where it was singing gospel songs, not panhandling, not putting uh, a thing out there for money. No, she was just simply singing the gospel songs. Now, this interaction went on for allegedly 43 minutes when you pull up some of the details. The Metropolitan Police have now, as of like an hour and a half ago, apologized for the misunderstanding of their volunteer, by the way, um, police person, there for misunderstanding and misinterpreting the law. There is no law that says you can't sing church songs outside of church grounds. If that were the case, you'd be screwed if you were singing or listening to uh, gospel music in your own home. What, what are we talking about? But this is such the disdain that people hold towards Christianity an uplifting gospel message? Oh, hell no. We can't allow that on the street. Meanwhile, when you watch the video, you see other street performers and, and people of that nature um, mulling about on Oxford Street. Now, this is a very famous area in in central London. So you're going to see a lot of this, but that's not what this individual was doing, was busking, right? Right? That's what this individual was attempting to, this volunteer police one was attempting to harangue her about, but that's not what was going on here. But such is the spirit of the age that this individual holds any sort of religiosity or religion being talked about, discussed, or put out in the public. They can't handle it. I mean, literally the insanity to at the end, like, what are you, five? Now, has the Metropolitan Police fired this individual and not allowed her to be volunteering anymore? Because she's a volunteer, police liaison, whatever you want to call it. Not as of yet. Uh, How about this? This is a pretty clear case. If you don't know the law and you are harassing people, how about you get lost? Because you don't represent us in the Metropolitan Police. How about that? This is cut and dry. You're a volunteer. This isn't like you're dealing with a union, dealing with any of that sort of stuff, dealing with a paid employee. Nah, see you later. Hand in your gear. You you don't get to do that. It's insane. But on a lighter note, um, proofreading sometimes is a really good thing. And it's one of the things that I like the most about being... a blue check mark on X is having the ability to edit and to hold off on publishing for 60 seconds so you can proofread that post that you're about to hit send on, right? I love that because people sometimes make mistakes and sometimes people fat finger a a text or whatever. But folks, spell check is real on like Google Sheets or Word, Right? This is a sign that went up at a pizza hut. Yes, folks. It says, if you're listening, due to unforeseen circumcisions, the dining room will be closed this evening. Sorry for the inconvenience. Open for takeout and delivery only. This was on a local pizza hut somewhere in North America. Due to unforeseen circumcisions circumstances circumstances how, how do you not catch that that's a real sign by the way that was a real sign not ai nothing no that's a real <laughs> I, I i just can't even all right also i can't even with this from the worst Press secretary of all time. What I will say: our
0: deepest, uh, obviously, our deepest condolences uh, go out, and our he- heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave, uh, three brave, uh, three brave, of uh, three folks who are, who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American people. Obviously, more so, more importantly, uh, we lost those souls.
1: Uh, holy Elmer, what the, this is how unserious we are as a country when you can't even get in front of a camera and feign real empathy because you don't mean it. This is the disdain in which you actually hold our service members who are going places they probably shouldn't be to be sent basically to their death and literally in the case of three of those service members because your foreign policy in this administration sucks so bad. It blows my mind how anybody can't even just simply say, our hearts go out to those three individuals and their families because of the loss of life, thanks to the actions of Iranian-backed rebels, whatever. It is disgusting. It shouldn't have happened. And more importantly, we empathize. And feel for their loss of life. How hard is that? Uh, bitty, bitty, bah, bah, brave, 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 brave. Is your record skipping? I, did, did your batteries go low? How, again, I understand when you are live on air, when you are doing a hit. That sometimes you're going to fumble. Sometimes you're going to stumble for words or thoughts. This should have been something you were prepared to make on air. This is something you should have easily had at the ready. A 10 second, 30 second statement that you have memorized and boom, you go. You couldn't even execute that. Although, I will say this, uh, this is really par for the course for representing the President of the United States who can't put a sentence together without stumbling these days. So maybe there's that. But folks, I hope each and every single one of you have a great rest of your Wednesday. Please be smart, be safe, be kind, make sure you eat all of your meals, and as always, Matthew 547.